Hey guys, today on the podcast we have Cam Todd. Uh, Cam is a recent grad from Mansfield Senior High School. He played quarterback there for the uh, state finals run that they just made this past season. Uh, he's going to talk a little bit about becoming a leader, um, class president, and captain for the Senior High Tigers, and also why he decided to commit to Ohio Dominican. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Bases Loaded podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Kennedy, and my guest today is Cam Todd, quarterback for Mansfield Senior High School and recent graduate. Cam, how's it going, man? How's it going, all right? I'm glad to be here. Glad to give me, you gave me something to do over quarantine. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, how old are you and what do you, been, uh, or what do you got going on for college plans? So I'm 18, and right about now I am – just working out on my own, been doing a lot of conditioning and lifting ever since quarantine started, really. And I'm just getting ready to move in soon. Starting Monday, I'm going to move in for about like four days a week and come back for Friday, Saturday, Sunday to see my family. But I'm going to get up there and try to um, build some chemistry with the team and coaches and go through some of the workouts just to get ready for the season. Good deal. And uh, where are you going to college? Where are you going to play? Uh, I committed to Ohio Dominican. In uh, Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Um, so your your summer so far, like you said, uh, you know, with quarantine and everything, now things are starting to open up a little bit. Obviously, um, in the spring where everybody was pretty limited, uh, were you able to still kind of work out and, and keep doing some things during the spring? Yeah. My dad's big on um, staying busy all the time. So me and my brother, my brother who's um, a senior at Wilmington College, he plays basketball. So we couldn't uh, – like, we couldn't go long without not doing something or not lifting, not staying in shape. So we got the graphs together around the second week of when our governor gave us uh, Ohio the mandatory quarantine. We got the garage gym ready to go. We were working out every day, and I think every week we've added something new. So it's basically a full gym. We got bench, incline bench, squat, pull-up bars. Uh, we can do uh, all the curls, all the body weight stuff you need. Everything's in there. Good deal, man. So you're just getting after it. What about now? Now that everybody's pretty much, you know, able to get out and about, uh, have you been able to work out with, uh, you know, throwing the football around a little bit? Oh, yeah. So me and a few of my buddies, um, there's usually like 10, 12, sometimes on good days we get like 15 of us up at Clear Fork, and we just throw some routes. I mean, uh, receivers, running backs there, me and a few other quarterbacks, and we just like to get after. We like to have some fun, play some music, and just work on, work on our craft so we can get better. Awesome. Good thing for all of you. Um, so, so growing up as a kid, uh, you know, playing some, you know, backyard football or even basketball, um, you know, who did you pretend to be? Which professional athlete was Cam Todd? Uh, so Cam Todd on the basketball court was probably Dwayne Wade because <laughs> um, when I first started basketball, I wore number three. And I don't even remember. I think he was he came on one of the Junior Sports Illustrated magazines literally the day before our first practice, and we got to pick our numbers. And I was like, hey, he seems pretty cool. Like, yeah, number three, number three it is, Dad. And football, I would have to say I didn't really get into football, like, players-wise until, like, middle school. So I started in elementary, and I just wanted – all I know is that my dad and all my family played football. So my guys want to be good like them. And then once I started to really watch football, I started to take after Jonathan McNabb. Um, Brett Favre, Essence, like it was just, I was just running around and 
you know, just wearing their jerseys that were three sizes too big, hanging down to my knees, and it was fun. Yeah, but I had to say Donovan McNabb is someone who I try to idle my game after. He's mobile when he when he needs to be, and he can also sit back in the pocket and dissect some defenses up. Absolutely. Phenomenal awareness and just a, just an absolute playmaker. Um, so you went to uh, Ontario um, a little bit in high school then, and you ended up transferring to Mansfield Senior. Explain that process of deciding to transfer from Ontario to senior high. Uh, yeah, the, um, it was a rumor started it on and uh, we played, so we played Mansfield senior my sixth grade year. And that game was probably the only middle school game in the state of Ohio that was standing room only. Like we, the game was literally packed. Both teams were undefeated going into the game. And the funny part is we ended up tying 2020. So we all, we ended the season with eight Oh and one record on um, all uh, both of our teams. And so, like, I've been cool with those boys ever since. And so I went to Ontario, and I got injured, and I just felt like I, I didn't know how good of a player I was um, because of the competition that I was going against. And um, I wanted to see, like, if I could get attention from the scouts, if, like, um, I played at a higher level of football. And I feel like Mansfield offered that. And I feel like uh, Mansfield also offered, um, like, the publicity that it gets. Like, a lot of people know about Mansfield. I would go to football camps as a freshman and sophomore in Ontario, they'd be like, what high school do you go to? And I'm like, Ontario high school. They're like, where's that in Canada? And I was like, no, um, it's right around Mansfield. Like, you know where Mansfield, Ohio is? They're like, oh yeah, of course. We all know where Mansfield is. Like Mansfield senior. And I was like, yeah, well, I go to Ontario down the road. And so I just feel like I, I didn't know how good I was. And I wanted to see how, um, test my skills and see how good I could be. And so I made the move over to Mansfield and obviously it's um, it worked out. So was that a difficult transition right away to, I mean, you're talking, obviously, you know, with social media and everything like that, you know, friends are a little bit easier to come by nowadays, but you're talking new classes, uh, new classrooms, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. Was that tough? Um, it was definitely a culture shock. That was probably the biggest thing um, was just getting used to the, the kids around me because I grew up in Ontario from kindergarten to sophomore year high school. So I knew everything there was to know about Ontario. And um, I grew up, um, you know, in going to senior high on the weekends in the summer, hooping and playing basketball. But I mean, it, it was everyday life in Ontario and probably just a big culture, a big culture shock um, to see kids that come from different backgrounds and just like, just different attitude towards, towards life in general and schooling sometimes. And so that was probably the biggest difference. Um, classroom and classwork to me wasn't really anything different. I mean, each school in the state of Ohio has the same curriculum. We all take the same state tests. So that wasn't really much of a change for me, but probably just the, the, uh, the culture shock that I had going over to senior high. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, when you get to senior high uh, in a pretty short period of time, you are named captain. Uh, how important was that for you? Um, being named captain, although I had to sit out five games was probably, um, it was a big like weight lifted off my shoulders. But then again, I feel like at the same time, it was a lot of pressure. Like, okay, like I'm coming in, these boys know I have something to offer. Well, now I got to show them. And, uh, now I just, now I have to prove to myself that I, that they made the right decision of choosing me captain. But, um, probably the, the biggest weight off my shoulders was I was at school at the end of my sophomore year, the last two months of my sophomore year and the first two months of my junior year. I was elected class president, and that was kind of um, a shock, I guess you could say, because I've only been around the student body for four months, maybe. And, I mean, we had two months, then what, summer's three and a half months, and then we were back on for two months. So I think you forgot everyone who I just met. And then 
I'm turns around on the intercom that Cam Todd's class president. So that was that was kind of that was kind of cool to see that um the classmates um um the well the students and teachers noticed me as a leader, um not only on the football field but in the hallways. And that's what I tried to do. And um I feel I just it was a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. Um really when I think about it, and so it was a good feeling. Absolutely. As I say, class president, um, especially you know, that's something totally outside of the game of football. Uh, like you said, people are looking at you as a leader, uh, you know, in the classroom and community and all that stuff. A huge honor. So you talked about uh, having to sit out um, after the transfer. How tough was that? I mean, is that something that, um, you know, you're, you're watching film, obviously still, you know, you're, you're doing what you can. But how tough is that standing on the sidelines and watching your teammates play? So. I think it was I watched uh, 30 for 30 or um, a football life on Brett Favre and he was talking about just his time sitting when, when he got drafted to the Falcons of always being a student of the game so obviously it's hard and I mean obviously when you want to get out there you want to play um, as backups in high school college pros you obviously want to hit the field and uh, I was restrained from the transfer it wasn't my time so I just was became a student of the game but obviously I mean come on if you're a player like you want to get out there like knowing that the only you're not held back because of injury but you're only held back because you have to follow a rule like that just made it like me even more antsy to get out there so I mean it, it hurt definitely just just watching film and seeing like what I could have what I could have done to the game to maybe change the outcome or anything but um when it comes down to it, you got to be a student of the game um, I mean life deals you cards and you got to play them so that's all it comes down to good deal good deal so take us through uh phenomenal season last year uh you know great playoff run uh kind of coming up a little short there to trotwood madison in the state championship game um obviously a huge accomplishment being you know state runner up but uh was that more of a you know kind of a, a dang man we we could have or should have been, been state champs or more of a i'm so proud to have done what we did with this group of guys so looking back at the game and um I, I relive the game like like it was yesterday. Like, I can see every detail, every play, like it just happened to me. So that's kind of cool. But at the end of the game, when um, I threw the long heave and Angelo and the receiver came down with the ball and the kid tripped it from Angelo, I I couldn't – I just couldn't get mad. I I literally – so when I threw the pass and I saw the kid run up with it and Trotwood celebrated, they ran over to the sideline, I, I just took a look at my – all our fans and – all the city of Mansfield that we brought and everything was silent. And all I could hear was my heart beating and my breathing. And just to look around at all the boys who I came in with my sophomore year and started junior, like we did this, like we brought the city of Mansfield together. There's 5,000 Mansfield people here, here to support us. And a good like 500 of them didn't even go to Mansfield. They're from Clear Fork, Shelby, Lexington, Colonel Crawford. Like it's just, it was insane just to see all the support we had. And I, I couldn't, I could not get mad. I, I was just – I was happy for what my team did. Obviously, we want the outcome to be different. But, I mean, in the life of football, I mean, there's a winner and there's a loser. So, we, we – Mansfield Senior and Trotwood couldn't both come out as um, split state champions. But, I mean, they found a way to win. Um, we didn't. And that's all – we've learned that ever since I started playing football in third grade is a winner and loser. So, it was just – it was just – it was insane. It was just crazy to see – like in that moment, in that five seconds after the game, I just looked in the crowd and just just saw how some some of the people in the crowd were in defeat and some were just overjoyed, crying, just happy for us that you know as a Mansfield senior football team that we made it there and we were we were up there. We were one of the best teams and we were one of the best football teams in the state of Ohio. Like that was that was insane. 
as I say, that's, uh, that's one of those things where obviously the overwhelming majority of teams, you know, don't win their, their final game, you know, on, on a playoff run. So uh, who are some, some players uh, that were extremely underrated in, in your mind on that team? Obviously, uh, you know, you guys have, you know, your studs who are getting looked at, getting recruited. But then you got some guys who kind of go under the radar as far as, as, far as recognition goes. Uh, who would you say some of those guys were? So some of those guys, and it's so cool because being a part, like coming into my sophomore year, just like all the puzzle pieces coming together. So I'm going to have to start with my boy Titus. Titus Harrington is um, a corner. Uh, he played corner, safety, running back, slot receiver. He was a ball player. He was a ball player. And um, his bounce back game probably was Sandusky, where he had three, like, passes over 40 yards caught on him. And he, has it, he hadn't had a pass over 10 yards caught on him all year. In Sandusky game, he has, uh, I think, a touchdown. Um, almost two touchdowns and like three, just three passes. And then we pulled him and then we put him back in and he's a fighter. And the funny thing about Titus is he didn't play football since seventh grade and came out his junior year. He was nervous, didn't talk to anyone, had no clue what to do. And he was, he was ready to go after he knew the game. I mean, he had to set off some injuries. He, he was just crying and he was emotional because he wanted to be out there. And so he found love for the game. And also another one is uh, Keelan Winham, I think was my, I think he was my left guard. If, I don't know. I mean, left or left or right guard. I'm going to talk about him and Benny anyway, but I'm going to start with Keelan. Um, he didn't get. He didn't start till his senior year. He he had three years on JV, and we didn't. He wasn't even in rotation at camp. Like at camp, we're like, look, Keelan. Like he's a great kid. He gives great effort, but like he just doesn't have what we want. So we were rotating in sophomores and juniors. And then you just talk about like how Tom Brady he gets his chance, and like I think one of our juniors that day was had to work or he, he couldn't get off. So we're like, all right, Keelan, like you're in. Like, let's go. And then he, he never he never looked back since. Keelan started every game for us. He Every game, he let up, I think, two sacks all year. And after he let up both sacks, he was the first one to help me up and said, I got you. He said, don't worry, it's not going to happen again. And that's exactly what it was. Um, over each game, you just saw him communicate more and, and get better and be more confident in his game. And that's exactly what we needed. And then Ben Miller, who's our other my other guard, he was, I think, I think it was a four-year starter, and just how humble he was, and to to hold it down, he was always he was always quick to lead, and he didn't really have the size, but he had the heart, and he would and he would get pancakes, and I mean, you just see this kid, and you wouldn't expect him to be an offensive guard, maybe like on the defense, who you know is kind of small, real bigger, but he can he can move some people on the offensive line, and probably some other ones. I'm gonna have to go with the underclassmen. We have Miles Bradley and um, Avion, Avion Gross. Those um, sophomores stepped up huge. They stepped up huge. I can't forget about Terrence Flickinger was out his junior year and came back his senior year after tearing his ACL and had one of the greatest running back seasons, I think, in Mansfield history. Seth Miller was a linebacker. Majan Robertson was a running back linebacker. He came in, I think he was, like, led the conference in tackles, and he didn't even want to play linebacker. He wanted to be straight running back his junior year. He didn't want to play any – I mean, he, he like – I mean, he liked, he liked contact. He liked to hit. But, like, when we threw him on defense, it was just like, all right, like, he's just going to hit – you know, he's going to hit somebody. He likes contact. But, like, he, he took pride and he took pride in our defense. He was locking down. But, I mean, probably in those guys – I mean, those guys right there, those are probably the guys you don't hear about often. I mean, you hear about Anthony Hawkins, Angela Gross, Tyler Gross, the Clay Caldells. But, I mean, you don't you, – those guys, I mean, they're – not all superhero wear, superheroes wear capes. And they, they had every bit, you know, every bit of our success was, I mean, kudos to them because if they wouldn't have played, then we wouldn't have been where we were. And like you said, being a student of the game, uh, you've got to feed off that, right? When you see these dudes just working their tails off, 
And, you know, some of the guys where you're thinking you weren't even expected to get much playing time, let alone be a stud for us, that's got to just give you more motivation and kind of focus in even more, right? Yeah, it just it just brought us and our team together, really. Um, if you would, like, ask around in our locker room, like, week one through ten, like, wow, like, week one through eight, like, we didn't know how good we were going to be. Like, we were going in the game, like, like, yeah, like, we believe we can win. Like, if you would have told us that we were going to play for a state championship and after our homecoming game, it would have been like, you're crazy. But, like, that was just us as, like, players. But our coaches were like, no, like, we saw this coming. We knew what you guys had. And we were just like, well, I mean, we don't know. Like, we're just going to go in each game and play. We don't feel like teams can hang with us if we, if we play our game and we're out there doing everything we can. We do what the coaches tell us to do. We don't feel like teams can, can really hang with us at all. And, I mean, just the confidence, really, I mean, it, it, it came down to us playing and, like, we would make our own changes and our own audibles and we would, we would remix some, something up a little bit. If we saw the defense adjust, well, we would have to adjust to it without the coaches even telling us and just trust. I mean, if we're out there, if I'm out there as a quarterback and I don't trust my receiver and I don't trust my whole line, then the play's already over with and I haven't even said hike yet. Like, you know, the ball hasn't even snapped to me. So, I mean, tr- I mean our trust had grown week after week. It, it's, it was phenomenal. It really, it really helped us all out in, in our success. So you are named All-Ohio, which is a phenomenal honor. Um, All-Ohio quarterback. Uh, explain what that was like when you first found out. So, like, All-Ohio is something I, I've talked to my dad. Like, it was, it's crazy to look back at the year because when I was little, like, getting, he, my dad was putting on my, my hip pads and my shoulder pads for me in elementary school games. He'd be like, you're going to be all high. He's like, you got you, you to play for a state title. I remember like it was yesterday. He's like, you can, you can get to a state title. You can be one of those all Ohio kids. You can get your school paid for it. And I just remembered it was just like talk, though. Like, I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, of course my dad's going to say that. Like, he believes in me. But um, to hear it happen is um, it, was one, it was like week 12. We were getting ready for our holy name game. And that was a big game because no football team in Mansfield history has made it at, uh, past, um, made it past week 12. We've always been knocked out of week 12. No team made it past week 12. So we were getting ready for that game, and it was defensive, defensive day. So we already did our team offense. So me and my coach, J.O., were heading into the um, room to watch some film. And our middle school coaches, um, they after their season, they came and helped out. So they were hanging on there because it was cold, obviously. They're not going to stick out there. There's nothing for them to do. And Skinny, who always has all the updates on all the local uh, high school football, everything, anything going, anything high school sports-wise, Skinny will tell you what it is. And so – He's like, Ohio should be out today. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And, like, kid you not, not even 30 seconds later, he gets, like, a notification. He's like, oh, Ohio's out right now. And I was like, oh. I was like, okay. I was like, I'll find out later. And then I go to the restroom and I come out. I'm like, actually, tell me now. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, he's like, well, he starts naming all players. He's like, Tyler got all Ohio. Angelo got runner-up, Mr. Football. Anthony got all Ohio. He's like, Terrence got all Ohio. He's like, and you got all Ohio. I was like, me? He's like, yeah. He's like, he's like you, got, you got 13 Ohio. I was like, 13. And of course, I was like, man, I was like, 13 Mile Ohio, they like, went honor. I was like, who got, who got first and second? And I was like, of course, I mean, Evan Prater, Cincinnati commit, Baron May, Eastern Michigan commit, like, they can have first team Mile Ohio. I was like, all right, they can have that. They have all the accolades, they have all the recognition. I was like, but who got second team? And I think it was Zanesville's quarterback. And like, I'll never, I'll never forget, I'll ne- I mean, I'll never forget, like, the kids and what school they came from because it's just, I just used that motivation. It was Zanesville's quarterback and Tiffin Columbian's quarterback. And I mean, I just looked at the numbers. I had, I mean, I, I had better numbers. I mean, not to sound arrogant, just I, I felt like I was a better football player. And I felt like I, I, I put together a better uh, season than them. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's not my vote, but I got recognized as All Ohio, which I mean, like, I think they said, like, only like 
17% of players can get, get all state. So that, I mean, that was, I mean, to be part of that category and to be up on the wall with my coach, Shoki Bradley and Marquis Sykes and all like the Mansfield legends that you could go, you can go walk the streets of Mansfield and they'll be talking about, and I'm going to be up there with them. So that's pretty cool. So not getting second team, did that fire you up a little bit? Um, that motivates yeah. you a little bit? It definitely did. Cause I think I had the, I think I had one of my career games was the whole the, – my breaking out game was the holy name game literally two days after that I had like 110 rushing yards, 180 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, and um, a rushing touchdown that sealed the game. And I just remember looking at OH report, and I was like, you see it. I was like, you see it right here. I'm like, the proof is in the pudding. Like, I was just like, <laughs> it's, it's no secret. And, I mean, that's just like – that's just like an edge. That's like an edge that I've never had as a player because I never really had confidence in myself. And that gave me that edge. Like, I – like, I am – I am that good. I mean, I, I, I can be that good. I mean, people people see it in me. I haven't seen it in myself. And I was I went right up to him, and I was like, you see it. Like, you see it happening right before your eyes. Like, it's no secret. It's literally happening right here. That is awesome. Uh, what, all, what all went into your decision um, to commit to play football at Ohio Dominican? So, I went, on, I went on a few visits. I went to Walsh, Wayne State, Concordia Christian, Urbana. ODU, Ashland, Tiffin, and it's funny because I, I didn't really know until I went to my Urbana visit, and the the count the one of the uh, the guidance counselors was like, we had this kid who came in from Dayton, and he was like you know a four star, but he wanted to stay close to home, like we gave him full ride scholarship, and his first uh, two a day towards ACL. And so, like, they told me a story. He came back, played three games, had rushing touchdown, bam, bam, towards ACL again. His career was over with before he was 19. And so I was like – but, you know, he's like, you know, he's like, we gave him a scholarship. He's like, we – we um he's still part of the team, like, to work out, rehab. He just can't play football anymore. And he's like, he's like, long story short, so I want to tell you is, would you want to go to school here without football? And that really hit me. And I was like, well, where do I feel comfortable going to school? Where do I feel comfortable living? Like, I'm going to live there for the next four to five years. Where do I feel comfortable living without football? Um, and Columbus, I mean, ODU is a beautiful campus. It's, it's compact. It's like the campus is right there. But then again, you have the city of Columbus, which is growing every day, literally every day. And so I'm an hour and 10 from home. And I was like, if I didn't have football, I, would, I, I, could, I could live in Columbus. I feel comfortable living in Columbus. Um, the, the, the QB depth chart wasn't really like much of a worry just out of the sense that there, every division two, division three, division one, there's four to five QBs. You're going to have to earn your spot. I mean, I, my dad's always telling me, he's like, worry about Cam Todd, worry about what Cam Todd's going to do and what he can bring to the team. So that's all I ever worry about. Um, but yeah, so my decision was based on just, I just felt comfortable. I just felt comfortable living in ODU. Um, I have unlimited meal swipes, and as a growing teenager, come on now, like you can't pass up on unlimited meal swipes. Come, I mean, I got, I got to eat my food. So, uh, <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> no, but yeah, so that's that's what it came down to. Is I, I just felt comfortable living in Columbus, and if that if that's where I get settled down, and I can I can build a family and uh, build build good bonds with friends, and still have my networking. I want to be a middle school counselor. So um, schools are being built in Columbus. I'm pretty sure there's going to be 25 Olentangy schools by the time I graduate from ODU. So, I mean, one of those schools is going to be hiring a middle school counselor. So, I mean. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, if you had your preference, man, are you playing on turf or grass? 
Uh, that, this is the, this is a, a good question, but I love grass. I grew up on grass. I didn't play on turf. I had, I started my freshman year in Ontario and I played two games on turf and then I played two games on turf my sophomore year. And then I went to senior high and every game, I mean, practice was on turf. Every game was on turf. I mean, I didn't find out what turf was. I don't think until my freshman year of high school, but I mean, I love grass and I'll give, I'll tell you why. One, I can get tackled on grass without getting all my skin off my arm or on my leg <laughs> like if you get if you get tackled on grass you literally just wipe off your mud and grass and then you go to the next play but if you get tackled on turf you're gonna have to get a skin graft next week <laughs> um also also I can run on grass all day my feet stay cool um and if you run on turf your feet will burn I feel like my my blood and my socks is boiling whenever we condition on turf and I I don't I mean and whenever you just think of like like old-fashioned football like in the snow in the rain like the grass is part of the game like the grass is part of the game like it it's gonna be mud I mean I had one mud game and one snow game in elementary that I remember like it was yesterday I mean we came in it was like 20 degrees four inches of snow and we called my dad and because the other coaches already canceled my dad's like uh you just want to move the game next week my dad's like uh no like we're playing like and then so I remember I was out there and we were running and diving in snow and there was next week there was all mud mud and our whole jerseys were covered in brown and we were slipping and sliding in the mud and that's just that's football I mean that's fun so I mean grass holds a special place in my heart I mean I love turf I'll practice on turf any day but grass will I mean and it's funny because I think when my son plays football or anyone I know I mean I don't think there'll be much grass fields left so So, yeah, I mean, I gra- grass will always hold a special place in my heart, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like everyone's going to going to turf um, sooner or later. Uh, did you have any or do you have any pregame uh, rituals or superstitions? Um, so every game this year I wore my money. I have money underwear, dollar sign underwear that I wore. So I make sure that was washed and set out. Um, I drink a Pedialyte the night. So I drink a Pedialyte Thursday night. Friday before lunch and then Friday before pregame. So I'd have three Pedialytes and I've never cramped ever in a high school football game. Knock on So um, I think, yeah, so wherever, uh, yeah, here you go. So, yeah, so that was it. And then I listened to like, I'd have like 12, 15 songs. Like I listen to music all day, like from like after school to like leading up to pregame. So, I mean, that's like two, three hours of just music. But I mean, there was like 10, 12 songs that I'd have to listen to. Like I listen, you know, I listen to songs like here and there, and then I'd be like, "All right, time for one of my songs." Boop, plug it in. Time for one of my songs. Boop, plug it in, and then, yeah. So, that the it was just the music, the Pedialyte. Um, I think that was I think that was it. I I I'd run out with my team and I'd pray on my own, and so uh, so and when then it was game time after that. So when you're listening to your pregame music, uh, you're obviously you're you're trying to get into the zone. What happens if somebody comes up to you and is like, hey, you know, tapping your arm, trying to get your attention? Are you like, dude, I'm trying to get in the zone. Like, can you wait a minute or? No, no. I, I just pause. I just pause the music and see, help my teammates, see what they want. I mean, I mean, Clay, Clay's always asking me to help him with his shoulder pads or something. Or when are we getting taped? And I'm like, Clay, they literally just told us like, come on now but then you know I, I just pause the music and then, I, then, I, and then I plug it in press play if someone needs me I'll pause it go up and like, what's up and then press play I mean I'm not I'm not a jerk about it I mean I mean I, I have to be the most level-headed player on the field so I can't I, I can't be acting like a spaz in the locker room 
Yeah, that, that's, that's a good point. Um, what are you going to miss most about high school? Uh, the band. I, I hear – I watch, like, my old games on TV or I just, like – even in, like, football movies, you just hear the band and I get goosebumps. Like, I get, I get chills. Like, the, the best feeling ever, we'd be practicing two-a-days in the morning or at night and you hear the band up there practicing, hitting the, the pregame song or the, the Tiger Fight song, and you just get goosebumps. Like, you just, like, we'd be going over to get some water and just take a minute, just listen to them. And the band is, is going to be crazy. I'm, I'm going to miss playing at Ireland Field. Really, really, everything about high school. I'm gonna miss how just how just how relaxed it just how relaxed it was and how just how fun. Like, there's a certain level of enjoyment that I think is um that I mean, like once it's college, it's business. Don't get me wrong. Like, I I, I it can be business. Like, I I can I can make football business, but I think in high school, it's just more more fun, more with your you know, like it's just like something more more passionate to with like your friends and your your buddies that you grew up with and. You can see your parents in the stands, and their and their parents that you call mom and dad are up there with your mom and dad. So, and just and just playing. I mean, hearing the roar of the crowd of Ireland, there's nothing like it. Uh, I mean, I'm just gonna miss everything. I'm gonna miss literally everything about high school high school ball. I'm gonna miss the pregame meals. I mean, getting yelled at, running. I mean, everything that that comes with high school football, I'm gonna miss. And what's the, what would you say your favorite sports movie is? Uh, I mean, remember the Titans has got to be up there. The Express, that's a good one. What I say, the Express. Remember the Titans, uh, little with Little Giants. <laughs> um, basically any movie about sports, I'm in there. I mean, I'm I'm watching. I mean, I'm I'm a sucker for sports in general. I mean, the movie could be about soccer, tennis. I I love competition. I love sports because I mean, sports is a family, a community that only so many people are around and, and just like, but if I had to pick one and, and I had to watch that movie once a day, every day of my life, it'd probably be remember the Titans. Can't go wrong with that. Phenomenal movie. Yeah. Um, what drives you crazy? What is a pet peeve? Like people that know Cam Todd, maybe if they want to mess with you a little bit, they'll do this or uh, something that you just lose your mind about. Maybe a little OCD. A pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Oh, dang. So, so like, they wouldn't really get under my skin and mess with me. Yeah. <laughs> dang. I mean, I feel like I'm very repetitive as a quarterback. And so, like, my linemen will, like, mock my cadence and, like, try to, like, imitate me. And that really, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, Tyler, Tyler will come in the huddle and be like, because, like, I get excited in the huddle. So, like, my voice gets high. And you'll hear Tyler. Tyler's big with a deep voice. He'll be like, Ray, Ray, let's go, let's go, boys, let's go. And he's here. And I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I don't sound like that. I don't sound like that. And then everyone else is laughing. So, yeah, that's, yeah. Probably like well, that. So, just, if your voice cracks, you're like, oh, man, they're going to, I'm not going to hear the end of this. No, I, my voice cracks all the time. Uh, that's something my, my dad has a high voice. I have a high pitched voice. And, and that's part of who I am. So, me, me and a voice crack just means I'm excited or I'm trying to get my point across. So, absolutely. Um, what are you afraid of? What scares you? What scares me? Yep. Um, I'd probably say what scares me most is just self-failure. Um, I have this really high standard set for myself, and I tend to be a people pleaser sometimes. 
And what scares me is I'll never be able to just work, like to just focus on myself and come like that. Me as a human, like I'm okay with, with what's going on. Um, I just have this, this bar set for me that I never seem to reach. And it's, it, it's scary sometimes because I, I find myself in like some sort of like deep depression and it's, and I'm, and I'm, I'm constantly hard on myself and it hurts because I, I, I'm in some type of mood and it hurts my family to see me like that. So what scares me is just, I mean, I, I mean, I just, I just got to come around to, to accepting myself for who I am. But I mean, with my faith, I mean, I, I, I can do that. I can do that now, but that's probably just like back to my dark place when I was just hard on myself and I'm, and I tend to be miserable somehow. So yeah, that, that, that's what scares me is just, um, drawing away from myself and my faith probably. And so, yeah. Okay. Uh, last question here. Uh, give me three athletes living or non-living, uh, who you would be breaking bread with. Who, who would you go to dinner with three athletes alive or not? Three athletes I go to dinner with. Yep. Jackie Robinson. Love it. Um, Jackie Robinson, Jesse Owens, and Jack. What did I say? Jackie Robinson, Jesse Owens, and Cam Newton. Love it. Love it. That's pretty good company. So who yeah. who would do all the talking? Would you be talking or just listen? Oh, uh, I, I mean. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I have a lot of questions, but I mean, when it's their time to talk, I'm gonna take everything in. <laughs> Just be a sponge, right? Oh yeah. Awesome. All right, uh, Cam Todd, man, I really appreciate you being on the podcast, and best of luck to you in the future, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, and thanks for the company. I'm like I said, I'm here on quarantine, so <laughs> <I'm gonna> say, <laughs> maybe a follow up next year or something. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for listening to another episode of the Bases Loaded podcast and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bases Podcast.